I know. <laughs> Bam, we're live. <laughs> I know. That's why I got. Uh, I looked. I looked at the top oh corner before goodness. I said it. <laughs> Will censor yourself. Censor yourself. Uh, yeah. Um, I I stumbled across this guy on Instagram, Hans Kim, and I was dying. It, uh, he is. Oh my goodness! His most recent post is him shooting. I don't see him as a shooter. His no cadence help. is hilarious. It's incredible. The way he speaks, it's it's, it's great. I um I went back and listened to some of his, some of his other stuff, and it was so it was he was so different. Like his old stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like like I went to like his early Instagram. I think you know how Instagram at some point starts telling you how many weeks back you are, and it said like four hundred and thirty three weeks. <laughs> yeah. And I was and I was like, wow, this he has really um, changed. I wonder if we can find a clip while we wait for him. Um, some of his, I mean, he has so much funny stuff. Let me see what this is. Bitch and just like women, but you can't get on TV and say shit and just. That's that one's good. That one's good. That one's good. I well, we had Bill Dawes on, who was a comic. Do you remember him, redheaded dude, buff, jujitsu? And then we had um, Tyler Fisher on. He was a comedian. He does a lot of like the the jab humor. Mm. Remember him from New York? No, it might have been before my time. Yeah, and and what's crazy is is that, that these um they they're not funny podcasts. Yeah, <laughs> they're not funny podcasts. <laughs> I, I remember the Bill Doss ah, one. It's not funny. It's like I think in that one he was saying like that we got into subject of abortions. He's like, who cares if babies die? I'm like, oh, I don't know. That's even a little hard for me to like explore. Like, oh, I'm I remember it. that part. Yeah. That's <laughs> that's where I went running for the hills. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. Here, here. Let's play this. I'm gonna send you this link in the um in the private chat. This is good. This is some pretty funny shit. I, I think maybe uh, the reason why I like Hans um, Kim so much too is that he's he's the 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 racism stuff just is right up my alley. His his I don't know if his total views on racism. I think he's still pretty far left. Um, but uh, did I send that to you? Or did I put the link in the right place? Logan Mars is on. Okay, let's see if we can hear this. I don't hear it. Do you hear it? Hmm. I'll try again. All right. Where have you been, Will? How come it's been so long since you've been on the show? Did I say uh, something upset you or something? Super mad. <laughs> ah, what the fuck is going on? Can you hear it now? No. Can you? Hans Kim I mean, Of course fucks. I can hear it. He does I, fuck. I'll you can hear it. Can you I guys can, hear? I oh, can they, solve it immediately. I know. Okay. This Stream time is, it'll work. So, oh, here, look, look at this notification I just got. StreamYard has lost access to your Facebook. Yeah, of course you have, because I fucking went to Facebook to find out what was going on. And do you know what they said to me? They want a picture of my driver's license to prove my age. How about you go fuck yourself? I don't even do Facebook. By the way, those of you in the DMs, if you send me links to Facebook or to um, TikTok, I don't go to those platforms. For no other, nothing like, personal against them i just don't I, I i have enough going on with instagram okay here we go Hans Kim. Hero they can look up to and not just someone like martha king jr Mal oh wait you gotta start can we start over can we refresh it it's been a while panther movie because it gave black children a hero they could look up to 
And not just someone like Martin Luther King Jr., Malcolm X, or Harriet Tubman, or Thurgood Marshall, or George Washington Carver, or Maya Angelou, Rosa Parks, Nelson Mandela, Kofi Annan, Lawrence Fishburne, Will Smith, Jackie Robinson, Muhammad Ali. Now there's a fake person that dresses like a cat. Like, most uh, people who are racist don't even realize how racist they really are. Like, this one guy comes up to me and he just starts going like, Chogyo, Chogyo, Chogyo. I was like, dude, just because I look like this, if you may speak your goof language. <laughs> and the post office is right there. But I was on an airplane and I saw a dude reading a book in Arabic, which kind of freaked me out. But then I saw him fold the corner of the page and put the book away, and I was like, oh, thank God, he's got future plans. <laughs> My favorite movie is The Black... Okay, I'm texting Hans right now. Hans, hi. Would you like to join us? Two p.m. Pacific Standard Time. That's California, Baja California, Washington, Portland. I don't know. I guess some part of Canada. We uh, have the Pacific Ocean rub up against us. I live about three miles as the crow flies from the Pacific Ocean. I've come inside. Met Will Branister on some software called StreamYard that runs on Chrome. And Matt Souza has invited Hans Kim a couple <laughs> weeks ago to join us to do this meeting, which is often referred to in the vernacular as podcast in 2022. Holy shit, it's 2022. And, uh, and here we are. Hey, I watched a video saying that uh, Facebook's fucked. Really, that the okay. metaverse has no chance of of making it. Well, this you're gonna like this, and I actually thought of you when oh. I heard it. Um, <laughs> uh, they're basically saying that there already is a metaverse, and it's gaming, mm -hmm. and the king of gaming by far, no fucking second place, not Sony, not Activision, nobody. The king of the metaverse right now is the king of gaming, and that is Microsoft. That's correct. And that basically they just bought Activision for $68 billion. And I, I don't know why you think I would like that. I have no relation to Microsoft. You don't? <laughs> Zero. I thought you worked there. No, whoa. No, I don't work for Microsoft. Are you kidding? No, I seriously thought that. <laughs> no, I do. Oh. Oh, or shit. we're just running for the hills. Oh my goodness, Will, you were fucking me. I'm like, oh fuck, am I fucking up right now? Am I fucking up? <laughs> they if they um, acquired Activision? Oh wow. First I've heard of that. <laughs> um and, and and it makes total sense. Yeah. It makes total sense. You you go into the movie theater to um see the movie, but you but you buy popcorn and all that other shit while you're there. And 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 I that's the same thing. You go into the metaverse to pit play a game to do something, right? And yeah. and who already has that metaverse? And and didn't Microsoft also purchase um Fortnite? Uh no, not Fortnite. What's the what's the one? Oh yeah, Mindscape Mind Mindscape? Minecraft. Minecraft. Boy, that game Minecraft, I've seen kids play that. That seems like some crazy 1970s throwback shit. That's just crazy. Uh, the, uh, but but they but I just this video I was watching said 140 million unique people get on that every single day and play around in that world with the blocks and shit. That's crazy. I used to I mean I used to play when I was in like maybe 13, 14. That was my first entrepreneurial uh venture was inside of Minecraft.
Why? What, what can you do in there? What do you mean? <laughs> I used to take contracts for people. I had a group of guys and we would build inside of Minecraft, like just cool sets or whatever. And we'd sell them to servers that would people were playing on. And so they'd pay us to build for them. Like we are like a construction service, but virtual. So yeah, oh, shit. the metaverse has been around. That, that idea has been around for so long because I was a part of it as a 13 year old. I was making money off people. Um, it, it, it's, explain to me Minecraft a second. Um, oh, he said one second. No problem. No problem. You are, uh, I shouldn't say you are the star. He might not have a sense of humor. Um, uh, um, explain to me Minecraft then real quick. Like, give me the idea before Hans comes on here. What is it? In general, you can go on, there's like, you can play by yourself and it's like, you're surviving in the wilderness. You can build houses and you're killing animals, cooking food, making armor, that kind of thing. And then you can also play multiplayer and you can code different game modes. So like you're playing hide and seek with people or you're playing, you know, games that we know in real life converted to virtual. And then people, you know, like they did for Fortnite, how they would buy skins or whatever to make their characters look different. People purchase packages from people and make money that way inside the game. And it's massive. Yeah. It's like its own economy. It's like, in, with it's like, you know, a sport starts up and all these different companies spring up from that sport and start making money. It's that same way. Even if it's bullshit st- shit, like, um, exactly. like, like those uh, stickers people put on themselves in CrossFit. Yeah, exactly. The tape stuff. Yep. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So me and my older brother, we did that for a couple of years. Um, and, and, and what's the currency in Minecraft? Is it you just got to get your parents credit card? It's no, it's nothing inside of it. It's all external like you. But yes, parents credit card for sure. We definitely made money off of people using their parents credit card without parental consent. I would so assume. It's, so it's on the honor system. Someone would be like, hey, I want to buy this from you. And you'd be like, OK, here it is. Yep. Or they, they would go, like, you like create a website and they go in and they purchase it through some e-shopping software you've installed on your website. And then that's automatically linked to give them some perks inside of Minecraft. And and then you give them your code and now it's theirs and then they change it. And so then they own it and you can't sure. get it back. Yeah. Like that? Kind of. Wow. Kind of like if I wanted to give you like my bank account, I could be like, here's my ATM card. Here's my pin. Well, I guess you would need my ID. But yeah. Wow. That's really, that's. And and that's that's how basically I'm guessing um, Bitcoin works too, and the whole blockchain and NFTs. It's just all just digital fucking passwords and codes. And okay, now this digital picture is yours. Here's the code, and then I give it to you. Yeah, it sounds you have some more surety though with that kind of stuff. It's actually like the blockchain. Your what you're purchasing is actually tied to something real, quote unquote real. That's your number in the blockchain. Whereas if you were on Minecraft, you're just kind of it's a promise or obligation that you're purchasing it's not an actual some, something tangible that you can say i purchased this number on the blockchain it's now mine yeah uh, uh tommy rodriguez uh seven on when is big news going to break i thought you had a big cf news story come out of that. i did i broke it this morning huge go back and listen to the whole entire show from this morning no uh yeah, yeah it's it's I, I just i just it's just clickbait it's just nonsense coming just pouring out of my mouth i didn't know what i was talking about <laughs> It's coming. It's coming. I appreciate you reminding me. I suspect, um, I suspect it's coming. We just need to just, just, we have to be patient. I think I did say, I think this week, I'm hoping this week. Um, but th- there's tons of fun stuff going on. There's tons of fun stuff. In the meantime, um, consume as many of my podcasts as you can. 
Um, even when you can't watch them, just play them on your YouTube, just hit play and, and walk away. Um, as unethical as that would be. Mr. Kim. Hi, sorry I'm late. It's not, not, not an issue. The world is perfect for us. <laughs> I uh, was on central time. Oh, oh shit. So you're not even expecting to do this. I was early. I was earlier, but yeah, I'm, I'm ready now. I did a couple errands. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I, I got confused on the timing of it all. I apologize. Hans, we have a crazy audio issue. Is it bu- f- buzzing? Um, kind. You sound like Megatron. Like I'm. Um, you're gonna turn into a transformer and start shooting me. <laughs> um. Let's see. It's like a. Maybe let's see if the the listeners hear it. Do you guys hear it? Does Hans sound like he's um has the transformer sound effect on his voice? Do you guys? Hello. Is this... oh much better? Yeah. Okay. Well, it's it's what weird because it, for me it's for me you sound weird now. Oh, do I sound weird to you guys now, Jared Cordell? Hello, hello. You mean like it's stuttering, like a like that? Yeah, yeah. Um, are you using that mic as your option? Yeah. Uh, now, so I sound fine right now. You do, and I think people say I sound fine right now. Yeah, you sound fine now. I just can't use my headphones to listen to you. Okay, do you want to take them off? Uh, you I, keep uh, them on for aesthetic. Yeah, I like listening to myself. <laughs> so how do you... <laughs> uh, it makes me feel like it's... <laughs> like you're professional? Hey, yeah. <laughs> hey, so so can uh, you hear uh, me? Yeah. Great. 305 shows in and I still haven't figured out all the technical difficulties. What's this background behind you? This is a bachelor's apartment? Yeah, I just moved in here. I got a bunch of furniture actually in my van right now. I'm waiting to move it in. But for now, everything is just scattered all over the place. What are you waiting for? Like a friend to help you? Um, I actually just got everything in the van. So I just need to move it in. But yeah, a friend to help would be nice. Um, this blue pillow that's um, adjacent to you, I think you might have a purple one too. I've seen it in some of your videos. Could you explain yeah. that to me? This is a neck pillow. I uh, injured my neck doing jujitsu. Um, I have a herniated disc. There's like a little uh, liquid that's pressing on a nerve. So uh, if I'm standing up for a long period of time, this kind of separates everything and lets my neck rest. Wow. And is it effective, you think? Yeah. It helps me with the pain. And and that 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 black thing, is that like a pump that you pump it up with? Yeah. Wow. Oh, man, there's so many questions. And you still have the tag on it so you can take it back when you're done. <laughs> I just haven't gotten around to taking it off. It's from Amazon, so. I, um, um, I had no idea you did jujitsu. I scoured your Instagram. I didn't see any um, Hans Kim rolling around. <laughs> yeah, I uh, had to quit because of the neck thing. I think it's, I wish I could do it. Uh, but yeah, I think my neck is preventing me. I don't want to injure it further. How how old are you? Thirty two. Oh, you're still so young. Um, you can wear that when you're on stage, even. Yeah, it's a little right? distracting. You're, I don't know your job. I mean, your job you can say racist shit, and you could wear a fucking neck pillow. I mean, your job is like yeah. there's no rules. 
Like yeah. if you should have to kill Tony on that, they're not going to be like, Hey, you can't come back. Right. They're going to be like, Oh, look at Hans. <laughs> yeah. I just have to find a way to make it funny. It, it's funny. <laughs> um, um, I'd like to, yeah, have some control. Um, yeah. Not just like looking like an idiot, but like, I don't know, maybe I could make a concerted effort um, to, ingr- uh, you know, work it into the show. Where were you born, Hans? New Brunswick, New Jersey. And uh, how do you how how do you want to? Um, I'm making the presupposition that you want to be funny. How, when does it happen to you? Um, at what point in your life does it happen that you want to be funny? Probably when I'm in school and I find um, a lot of injustices that I would like to poke fun at. Or just to like get attention and uh, just sort of critique the overall structure of what we're doing. It's like, why are we doing it this way? What if we did it that way? That's where I think I uh, my class clowning days come from. And would you do them out loud? Like a teacher would say something and then you would like raise your hand and just say something totally absurd or preposterous? Yeah. Yeah, just trying to break the spell and just like trying to change it up make everything different you didn't um you didn't did you watch any tv when you were young like you weren't um inspired like by tom and jerry or just shitloads of abbott and costello like i watched so much abbott and costello as a kid like saturday for like six hours straight on one of the tv stations and i thought (laughs) man i would love to be abbott yeah i uh didn't grow up with that much tv i didn't have a vhs player for a while i was born in 89 so it's a pretty big deal um, didn't have an N64, didn't have a Nintendo, uh, whatever. My parents didn't want that stuff. So um, grew up uh, without a lot of that stuff. But then as I grew older, I watched a bunch of stuff. Comedies like Ali G or uh, Nathan For You. But um, yeah, I mean, I love Tom and Jerry. I think we were allowed to watch that, just different things. Did you watch that stuff for research or you watched, you were just watching that stuff and then you're like, man, these guys are funny. And then, and that kind of just inspired you to think, man, I could do this. Yeah. It was like an intellectual thing. It's like, wow, they're really smart. They can like find angles and find ways to uh, talk about things. Um, so it's just like, oh, look, they have different ways of thinking and I can um, think differently and, you know, like uh, have different thoughts and just, uh, yeah, have really, really awesome thoughts. Hey Will, was... could could you change his name, his Hans, to if you don't mind, we have a little bit of censorship on the show, Hans, to at DJ Hans Kim. Let's see. Are you okay Can with I the censorship, that? Hans? Yeah. Oh, yeah. nice. Magical. That makes more sense. I, I just don't want I so you don't think I'm a magician. I have this guy in the back helping me. Oh hey, thank you. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Please don't talk to him, Hans. Please, it makes him soft. Please don't talk to. Oh, no, no, no. Will makes him, if you if you give those guys in the back too much airtime, they start to get full of themselves. You can't. Just trying to show him that he can't actually rub shoulders with the talent like you. Um, are you a man that confronts your your fears? I, I'm I'm a man that confronts my fears, but I'm absolutely terrified of doing comedy in front of people. Um. 
Yeah, I mean, I do. Uh, I do confront my fears. Like, I'm afraid of uh, women a lot. And then I just go up and talk to them and just, like, you know, just have them reject me. Um, But the stage is not as fearful anymore. It's more like anxiety or, like, uh, I have to do this. Oh, God. Okay, here I go. But, uh, yeah, I mean afterwards like i feel a lot of regret i'm like oh shit they hated me and they didn't like that joke it's like maybe i'm not a good of a person maybe they've sniffed it out um but uh yeah i mean i'm not that afraid of the stage anymore there are like certain things that i'm afraid of i guess but i don't uh i don't know i don't really have like too much that i'm afraid of uh that i don't do i guess like bungee or like dying or but yeah i mean um, I, I, tr- I don't really have a lot of things that I'm afraid of. I don't think besides like talking to people. Yeah, me too. I don't like that either. Would you say <laughs> you're socially, you're socially, what's that called when you, when you have, um, a social anxiety disorder? Like, I don't like it. Like if I'm in the store, like I don't really want anyone talking to me. Yeah. Um, I, I just feel like if I want to talk to people, I can go to a place where people talk to each other, but, um, yeah, I don't want to do it in the grocery store all the time. But 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 yet you'll come on this podcast and talk to a total stranger with a beard and on the West Coast. Yeah. I mean, this is structured. It's like, uh, you know, uh, this is like, this is what we do is we talk to each other here. But like at the grocery store, it's like not really made for talking. Um, and it's like, I'm very goal oriented. So when I'm at the grocery store, I'm like, oh, I'm here to get groceries. I don't want to get distracted from my mission objective. Um, but. Let's be honest, Hans, you don't go to the grocery store to get food. You, I mean, I have to assume if you're like me, well, I'm married, happily married now, but you go to the grocery store to um, look at the, um, to, you know, to look at, um, you know, ogle. Gir- girls. Yes. Ogle, poon gaze, poon gaze, as they say in the hood. <laughs> yeah. I love, uh, I love the visual treat that is the female gender. Uh, uh, no, you mean female sex. Oh, what's the difference? Uh, gender is um, in your imagination. Like if I said, what's your sex? You could look in your pants, right? And be yeah. Like, I'm a boy. Gender is like, like I don't have a gender because I don't, I, I would never make, I don't make stories up and tell myself. Like I don't believe in Santa Claus uh-huh. and I don't believe in, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so gender I know, is I know like am- not real. No, no, gender is just made up. I mean, it's okay to make it up. It's perfectly okay. I'm not against it, but I just don't have a gender. I'm just a. I'm. Sex I just is, have a sex. Yeah, sex is biological. Cock and balls, vagina, possibly both. Yeah. Gender is like. I think like like I like if I like if I was into gender god, I would say Michael Baryshnikov was the sexiest man alive. I would say that's masculine. Black uh-huh. tights, wife beater. You know what I mean? Nice mixture of ballet and Chicano. But, but in the United <laughs> States, they think that's gay as shit. So like gender is just like my kids think Santa Claus brings presents. That's gender. I yeah. know the Amazon driver brings it. That's sex. So anyway, okay, sorry. Where yeah. were we? Sorry, sorry, sorry. I was just I just it's, it's a hang up of mine. This gen this conflation <laughs> of gender and sex. It's a hang. Yeah, hang-up. we got to keep it straight or else people yeah, and, will. And, 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 no pun intended. <laughs> yeah, I love the female sex. Um, Thank you. I love uh, 
I love licking. Um, I don't know. Sometimes licking is better than the actual thing, like with their clothes on and the yoga pants. But yeah, uh, yeah I'm a bit of a pervert. Um, I'm trying to work on it. I think if I have more sex, then I'll be less horny in public. So I'm just trying to wow. get well sexed. I don't. Know. I wonder if that's true. Uh, it, um, it's like cotton candy, right? Like you look at cotton candy and then you buy it, and you're like, "This isn't fucking good. It's a mess. My hands are sticky. I'm not even enjoying it. There's some in my yeah. hair. I'm gonna get in big trouble yeah. for comparing beautiful women to cotton candy." But the Whole Foods in Austin, Texas, has probably some of the widest variety of like as as far as watering holes go. It's it's got to be one of the greatest places to go ogle women, right? I mean, ogle in the most loving sense. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good mix of like Texas, you know, uh, purebreds, white people who have been eating good diets and been inner, you know, fucking each other, the hottest ones fucking each other for generations. Um, it's not just white people, diet. though, is it? You got everything there, right? You got Puerto Ricans, blacks, Chinese. You got them all. I mean, there. Austin is pretty white. Oh. Maybe Whole Foods brings out more diversity in Austin. Is uh yeah, there's not as many Mexicans as San Antonio, not as many black people as Houston. Um but yeah, I mean I haven't really been to the Whole Foods. Uh, um usually on Sixth Street is where I do a lot of the ogling. Just on the streets. There's a lot of beautiful people walking around. There are a lot of UT students, the, the health young bucks and does. And you look and you look very young, so it's still you're not the creepy old dude. Like I'm not allowed in those yeah. parts of town. <laughs> yeah. I mean if you shaved your beard, I think you could oh, and you. cut your hair grayed. And put a mask. Just to say pause. <laughs> yeah, I mean I'm thirty two. Uh, um, why, why did you end up? Um, why did you end up coming to Texas? So, you, well, let's go back to New Jersey. So, you're in New Jersey, and where do you go from there? And you lived in a van. I really like that. I lived in a van also. Nice. I uh, did it in 2018, 17 in New York City. Started out there. Uh, from New Jersey, I moved to when I was seven years old, Seattle. From Seattle, I graduated high school, then went to Atlanta for college for four years. Then went back to Seattle after I got fired from all my jobs. Um, and then um, uh, in Seattle, I started comedy. Then I moved to New York for three years. Then I moved back to S Seattle for a little bit. And then moved to L.A. for three months. And then from L.A., I moved to Austin um, during the pandemic. I moved out of New York during the pandemic. Um, and then Did you have any I, pandemic fear? Do you have any pandemic fear? Um, well, in the beginning, in March, I did because New York was going crazy. And there was like, you know, there was like a ship, the Mercy. And like they were doing having a hospital in Central Park. Uh, but now, I mean, I've already had COVID. Um, it's I've uh, I think I can withstand it. I don't think I'm going to die from it. Um, but I uh, I wouldn't want to get it. Um, it's. I didn't enjoy having it. It's just like I, I would try to avoid it if I could. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm pretty healthy. I look young, so maybe COVID doesn't affect me as much. Um, yeah, but yeah, I'm, uh, I'm not afraid of it for myself. Oh, good. 
Um, when you moved to Seattle at, um, when your parents moved to Seattle, so there's a lot of Chinese people in Seattle, right? Seattle. Uh, uh, it, did your parents go there? Cause family was there. No, it's uh, Microsoft. My dad got a job at Microsoft. It was between that and Carnegie Mellon and Pittsburgh. So he chose Seattle. Okay, brace yourself. You ready? Mm -hmm. Will works for Microsoft. <laughs> no way. Nope. Sorry, Will. There you go again, trying to fucking talk. You guys, I, why do you guys have to talk to each other? It's like, goodness. It's just okay. Will, we'll try one time. All right. Um, so, so he goes there for Microsoft, and then uh, and, and you start your stand up there. Are you? Uh, how do you get the 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 spot to do that? Um, Joe Rogan, and just like disillusionment with any other career path, I couldn't really imagine myself doing anything else. So I was like, well, I might as well get good at something I actually want to do with my life instead of. You know, just going through the standard and hoping that everything I get uh, the approval of the economy or whatever, the boss that I'm I, I just was like, I don't want to do anything else. This is the only thing that makes sense to me emotionally. So let me let me just do that. It's like a lack of other options, I think. So when you say Joe Rogan, meaning you heard, you saw some video on YouTube where he was saying, Hey, chase your dream, chase your dream, chase your dream. You hit, you watched it six times in a row and you're like, fuck, I'm going to chase my dream. He put the idea in my head that comedy is a viable option and that like, you just have to work hard and get better at it. And then you, you'll get good at it if you just work hard and it's a rough meritocracy. Okay, Will, now I need you. I have to be nice to you now, Will. Will, can you look up that word for me, meritocracy, please? Thank you, sir. Comedy is a meritocracy, Hans Kim. So if it's good, I'll tweet it, even though I don't have a tweeter. A system in which advancement is based on individual ability or achievement. Oh. Okay. You like that, Hans? Is that the word you meant to use? Yeah. I think it was good. I just didn't like how Will had to talk. I uh, I wish that he he did less of that. <laughs> oh, I love it when my guests are beating up on poor Willie too. Okay, um, so, um, so you and, and you saw that in a video. It, so that's crazy for you that you saw him on YouTube saying that shit, and then now you open for him on occasion. Yeah, he's he's my uh, you know he's my idol. I'm not my idol, but my role model. Uh, my celebrity crush, my uh, man crush, and now yeah. you know, you know, me and that. I didn't get any of that. You broke up. You did you pay your internet? <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry about that. Uh, but yeah, it's crazy. He's my role model, my man crush, and now I we're friends. I think I can say that. And so it's it's just an amazing experience. Uh, to, my dreams have come true. Has he been to this apartment that we're looking at? No, no, no. Uh, yeah, he doesn't really come visit me. I usually go open for him, and then we hang out in that area. But yeah, I mean, we don't really. Um, he doesn't really come over and you know play play Grand Theft Auto with me. 
Um, but but is that accurate? So you would watch his videos about basically hard work. If you put in the grind, you can become a comedian, but it's a fucking tough road to hoe. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was my inspiration and he definitely was the one that, uh, you know, uh, was was the one that I got the idea from. And he uh, it, you know, set me off on a good path and was like, hey, just work hard and do your best and all that. Yeah, fuck, that's crazy. Man, Does it, is any part of you tripping? Yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. When I'm like talking to him in the green room, it's like sometimes it's like uh, my eyes are playing a trick on me and it's like, is this a video screen or is this like real life? So sometimes it gets a little weird. But yeah, I mean, he's so in the moment that when you're talking to him, it's like hard to not be in the moment yourself as well. Right. And how did you get that gig? How do you get the gig for opening for Joe Rogan? So I did kill Tony and then I became the regular and then I had sex with a girl. Okay, then let's wait, wait, wait. Sorry, 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 sorry. Let's start there then. How did you get the kill Tony gig? Tell me about kill Tony. Like I know nothing about it, please. So uh, kill Tony is a show where random comedians are picked out of a bucket to do stand-up comedy. And then a panel of professional comedians roast the comedian or talk to them and find out more about them and try to make it funny and, uh, just poke fun or make fun or, uh, you know, laugh with or laugh at the comedian that got picked. And I did it a couple times, got pulled out of the bucket, had a good rapport. And then, um, when Tony got canceled for, um, saying, uh, uh, calling a, uh, Peng Dang, uh, he was, uh, roasting him after a set and he, Peng Dang put it up online and was like, oh, look, this is racist. And then Tony um, was thought to be hateful to Asian people. Uh, but then he had me, uh, when he came back from his cancellation, he had me singing the national anthem uh, before the Kill Tony. So then he was like, okay, we'll give you a spot next week since you did the national anthem. Um, so then... Uh, I, I came back the next week and I did a set and then he said, we want to give you the regular spot. And I said, of course I want to do that. And so that that's sort of how I became the regular. And then um, one time I had sex with a girl in a broom closet and then Greg Fitzsimmons told that story on the Joe Rogan podcast. And then, um, and then Joe had me open for him the next day because um, that, he was like, "Wow, this guy is crazy." Or like, um, "Wow, he's a he's a he's a regular on Kill Tony. Let's uh, let's have him open for um, for me at a, at the show that he does on Tuesdays and Wednesdays at the Vulcan." Uh, but yeah, so that's that's how it happened. I became a regular on Kill Tony, and that kind of opened the door for me to meet Joe Rogan. It's like the classic uh, dream that every comedian has coming to Austin. And it came true for me, so I feel super blessed. I'm going to try to recap that story. There's a, a show, the largest live show on uh-huh. YouTube, Kill Tony. Mm-hmm. And you were a guest on that show after the show had gotten in trouble. Whatever trouble means from this guy, Peng Dang. 
go fuck himself uh yeah. for cl- claiming some sort of uh racism on the show and you came on there and sung and and and, and, and stole the show as a chinese man singing the national anthem they asked Korean. you to come back as a regular and as a regular that means you sit at the table and rip on the other dudes or you you you're a regular that gets ripped on no yeah i go up uh and do comedy every week and then they rip on you yeah Okay, and will you and ever graduate to the table? And then do you graduate to the table so you do the ripping? Yeah, I've done that twice. Oh, shit. So you, you, cut, you have your gray belt already. Yeah. Okay, so, and then from there, one day when you're at work, you have sex with someone at the, on, at the Kill Tony set. You have sex with a, a patron at the venue in a broom closet? Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, you, may, was it your girlfriend or...? No, she was a girl like uh, who volunteered to kiss me on stage, and then afterwards, we consummated the the appearance with intercourse. Did you fall in love with her? No. Oh. Maybe a little. Uh, not really. No. No. Did you ever have sex with her again? I think I fingered her. Um, in the van, man, I, I see, see, I'm getting derailed here, but I never did. I never had a one night stand. It seems like it's so much work and you're in the same bucket as me. It's so much work to meet a girl and get to know her and, and build a friendship with her and like all this stuff that like, once you put in all that work, like having sex once seems like a fucking complete, like, like it's like buying a glass bong, smoking and throwing it away. No, that's what you do with the fucking (laughs) apple. That's what you do with an apple. Smoke it once. Right. A girl like it's a. This is a glass bong. You spend a lot of money on this. This is a. This is an investment in your time. And I don't know. Do you, do you kind of feel me on that though? Like like just do yeah. it once with the girl. Did you do you have her phone number? Could you do it again if you wanted to? I think she has a boyfriend now. Oh shit! Um, but she. I mean, there was no like investment in in cost. It was just like we just met on stage, and then we had sex. So it was like. Um, it wasn't like uh, like I put in a lot of effort or right, like, right, or a lot of money. Has anything like that ever happened to you? I've, that's nothing like that. And there's ever in a million years has happened to me. Like I went to a bar and some girls like you're cute. Want to go home? Um, I mean Tinder. I've met a couple people and then we've had relationships and then it ended. Um, but yeah, I mean, um, there's, uh, like there's rarely, very occasionally there's like casual sex that I stumble upon. Um, usually I have to be in a relationship to have sex. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, there's like different ways that I have sex, but I'm always thankful for whenever it does happen. And, um, yeah, there's I mean, different it, ways. What do you mean? Like Tinder, meet them at the bar, mm-hmm. prostitutes, like just the whole, like there's different yeah yeah different commitment levels different yeah. uh investment different uh uh pursuits uh so it's just um i i don't have that much sex so i'm probably and the that wrong. was stand that was standing sex yeah in the broom closet doggies are uh bent over from the back oh yeah 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 oh that's nice <laughs> yeah. that's really nice that's cool that's fun that's so fucking yeah. fun Wow. Okay. Yeah. And then, and then you told someone on the show this, a guy named Fitzsimmons. Yeah. And this friend, 
in a more intimate setting, shared the story with Joe. And Joe was like, fuck that. He didn't even need, he must've seen some of your work. Um, I'm sure he has. Uh, I mean, it, maybe he saw a couple kill Tony's, but he knew that Tony passed me as a regular. So I had Tony's seal of approval. Um, I, I just saw something of yours pop up on my Instagram and, um, that I use Instagram just to call the herd and look for people to have on my podcast. And I saw you on my, on Instagram and I was like, Holy shit, this guy is so funny. Thank you. And I just, yeah. And I was just dying and, and I reposted it and I sent it to all my friends and I was like, this is, this is fucking great. Do you remember what clip it was? Yeah, it's a ton of them. But, uh, the, um, the first one. Oh yes, yes, yes. The first one is the black Panther one. Oh yeah, nice. That was the first one, the Black Panther I, one. I was like, "Yeah, this is, yeah, duh." I mean, it's, yeah. it's so it's so good. Like tokenistic Marvel movies is how we communicate now, and it's like we don't need that to legitimize the culture. Like there's actual things that cultures do that are awesome that we shouldn't just praise a movie. Um, but I guess it's good to. You know, like have one of those, have a movie uh, that celebrates like, you know, a fake version of your culture. But I, uh, I, I'm not a big fan of that uh, kind of superhero type thing. I think it's like fantastical. Uh, I'd rather have more real heroes. I like nonfiction better, I guess. Me too. I didn't see the Will Smith movie um, uh, uh, um, where he played Serena's... Um father did you see that no you think you'd like it i think i'd like it yeah i mean i'd love to see how people become successful so it's like uh yeah i would love to see, dissect and like figure out how i can use any any of that for myself do you guys notice uh, uh hans kim's hans plug yours i don't want to make you self-conscious hans kim's cadence has changed we're warming up we're 41 minutes into the show we're starting to connect a little bit there's a little bit of back and forth i'm i'm feeling i'm feeling better um hans how many when i go back into your instagram like the 433 weeks to like your first posts um mm -hmm. i you, you you have you have pictures of um we may even have some will i think I, I maybe put a link in in my notes there's um there's pictures where you're signing in and open mic nights can you tell uh -huh. me about the very first time you stood up and performed in front of a crowd how long did it take you to prepare um that skit did you go one night and then sign up and then run out and not come back like give me all the juicy details of how you grow a fucking set of balls big enough to do that what the prep is i uh went to a mic and i realized i couldn't sign up at the comedy underground in seattle on monday uh and they were like come here to this other one jai tai on tuesday and i went home and prepared all my notes and i spent a lot of energy and effort writing all this shit down that um, cause when you first do it, you have no idea what you, what to spend effort and energy on. So you're just spending all this energy and effort in every direction, looking at notes, typing it out, printing it out, looking over it. It was like a lot of, uh, unnecessary work, but, um, yeah, I did that, went up for the first time at Jai Tai. Um, I put it up online. My very first set, I recorded it and it's up online um where where uh, is that on your youtube station yeah okay. jai tai hans kim first set um 
and you know was met with mixed response but i took that as success and just kept doing it and uh just uh yeah i mean i just hit the ground running i i did every mic i could i would do like three or four or five mics a night and just did about like um yeah did my wife just texted me and said you're korean yeah <laughs> And I made the I made the assumption you were Chinese. Yeah, I mean it's a common mistake. It's a I'll fucking kill people. myself. <laughs> um. Yeah. Okay. And so and so you did it and you had mixed. And um, how old were you? I was twenty four, twenty five. Man, and and how many? And then after you do this first one, how long before you do another one? The next day. Holy shit. And at this point, have you already seen the Joe Rogan videos that have kind of inspired you where he's given the pep talks on YouTube? Yeah. I, at this point, I've probably been watching two years of Joe Rogan. Yeah. Maybe one. Uh, but yeah, I was a huge fan of his. I was a huge fan of the podcast. Does and he know really, this? Yeah. He knows this story? Uh, Yeah. Wow, crazy. Do you know the exact video? Is it a short like clip? Is it like a juxtaposition of a bunch of him like optimistic shit he's saying about pursuing your dreams? Do you know which video that is? Was there one no. that you watched over and over? So it's just it's, him in general, his belief and kind of the message he shares on his podcast. Yeah. Um it was uh it was just his like the way he talked about uh comedy and the way that he talked about it and also yeah like the pursuing of your dreams and um living your life like it's a movie um uh but yeah it was uh it was like um just a great thing because like his uh the 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 way that he talked about comedy made it seem very doable and practical Do you think your your cadence? So when I watch your older videos, you you're you're a little bit louder. Not a lot louder. You're a little bit louder than you're presenting now, and you're a little um, a little bit more emotion. And now you're you're you have incredible like almost like equanimity now. Uh, will you look up <laughs> that word? Make sure I use that word right. Will you're very. Are are you are do you consciously deliver your message to the world? Is this how you speak? If I met your parents, do they speak like you also in terms of just this? Um, it's not monotone. It's not. Uh, maybe it's a little dry, but it's 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 a, a evenness of mind, especially under stress. Oh yeah, you're, you're there's this very there's a steadiness to your speech. Do you work on that? No, I um I guess I hear that a lot. Like people say that I have the same personality no matter what happens. I'm always like in character or whatever. Um just like I'm the same way no matter what happens. Um but yeah, I mean I guess I found it uh easier and better to not have so many ups and downs but to stay in the middle. Um but maybe that might not be the best for a comedian. I don't know. I'd never worked on it consciously. This is just sort of what happened. So maybe um, I found that it worked for me. Um, but yeah, I would. I would like to be more animated, but I don't necessarily have to be. I'm fine not being animated. I think that uh, there's different ways, and I think it's fine to uh, be 
whatever energy level that you are, as long as you make it work instead of just like trying to um, have more energy, um, you know, just like trying to inject more energy for no reason. Um, but yeah, I mean, I try to, uh, you know, be excited to talk to people and like excited to be where I am instead of being like, oh, whatever. Um, I don't want to be here. Like, I think that's very um, easy trap to fall into, especially at like comedy shows or open mics. Like, I'm better than this. I think it's always good to have like optimism and freshness. So hopefully I can still get excited and still get uh, get aroused for comedy. Get aroused for comedy. Oh, that's that could be your next album. Get aroused for comedy. Have you thought about putting an album together? Yeah, I would love to. I just need to practice an hour repeatedly. So once I start headlining and practicing an hour, then I want to record a special. Man, you're cool. So so you do the first show at 24 years old. Then the second right, the second night, you get right back up and you do it again. And mm -hmm. does there become this just relentless pursuit? Yeah. I was like, it's not, doesn't matter how well I did. I just want to get better at it. It's like a craft. Um, so I didn't take it personally. If I bombed, I was just like, you oh, know, that's another one. Let's keep on doing. I just went after Mike's and stage time as much as possible. I'm going to ask you a question and, and I don't mean to pigeonhole you. I, I don't know if it's a, if it's a bullshit question. Just be like, no, that doesn't work for me. Um, do you have to come up with better material or do you have to come up with material that suits you? Like, but by that, I mean, do you know what I mean by that? Like, uh -huh. what what's getting better as you work on this and you get better? Is your material getting better? Is your delivery getting better? Is your stage presence getting better? Or is it all of them? Or is it you're just looking for those perfect words that match your delivery? Yeah. Um, I feel like I just try to say the best jokes, the best materials. And then whatever that is, hopefully is uh, me. Like me is me trying to be the funniest possible. So I don't try to be like, oh, this is a good joke, but it's not in my voice. It's like, well, I mean, if it works, it works. So I uh, I try to just write the best, funniest jokes possible and not worry too much whether it's me or not. Because me is malleable and getting better every day, hopefully. So I don't want to be like, I'm this kind of person. I can only joke about cars. Um, I think that would be very limiting. So I just try to, uh, I don't try to think of like, oh, uh, my character. But like if there's something like, oh, I look like an autistic Asian person. So it'd be funnier if I said things about that. I do use my appearance as a weapon to uh, get some laughs in the beginning. But I don't uh, go out of my way to define myself as this type of person or that type of person. How many how many ups do you think you've had since you're you're 24 now or you're 24 then you're 32 now six seven eight years how many how many ups do you think you've had? Ups? Have you ever, uh, uh, like gone up on stage? Yeah, or anything, coffee shop, bar, um, anything. Probably since I've been doing nine years and there's like 400 times I go up every, every uh, year, roughly, probably more. Me? Yeah, no. Um, yeah. I, I, like so twice sets. a day some days, twice a day some days. Yeah, I mean, three, four, five times some days. 
Um, sometimes for 15 minutes when I was doing it in Seattle, I would find music open mics and do three or four of them a night, five or six maybe. And then in New York, I was uh, doing as many as I could, six or seven a night. Um, and in Austin, you can do about six on a Tuesday. So um, I would say maybe even like 800 sets a year. Um, it's really hard to say. Um, but I would say like 9,000 sets, maybe 8,000 sets of comedy that I've done that I've gone on stage at. It's it's amazing that you even had time to do jujitsu. Is there anything else in your life besides comedy? I play pickup basketball with my friends. Uh huh. Um, I um, I do StarCraft two. Um, I I had a project where I built a van to live in. Yeah. So that would took up us some time, and then like uh, yeah. I mean, uh, jujitsu. Uh yeah, playing guitar, playing ukulele and stuff. Oh shit. What was your preferred this is a total side question, then we gotta get back to this performance thing. What was your preferred bottle for peeing in the van? Was there a beverage that you thought had the best screw cap, biggest best diameter to stick your dick in, all that stuff? Probably a a, a liquid detergent uh oh. bottle from a from a laundromat usually they throw that away and then there's already soap in there so the first couple batches are self-cleaning and it doesn't even smell bad yeah until you keep it around for too long do you ever get any soap on your dick and it burned no like some blue tide on your helmet and you're like what the fuck and you're like panicking and grabbing a wipe no no i mean that'd be kind of gross i usually uh maybe touch the 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 you know the the rim, but usually the rims are like pretty big on a laundry detergent thing, and uh, there's a handle. Yeah. Um, sometimes they have two holes, so I'll pee in one hole and then dump from the other hole. Oh, you'll reuse. You would dump a container and reuse a container. Yeah. It's not seal and toss. No, until the but very Hans last. Hans Kim, good, good for the environment. Hans <laughs> yeah. I don't know because I was pouring pee down storm drains. I I, I was um that's ah, fine. A whales pissing shit in the ocean all the time. Anytime you feel like you're pissing shit in the ocean, it's bad. Don't worry about it. whales just fucking that shit up. Um, I, I had uh the, the 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 fittest man alive, Rich Ronin, on the other day, and he was telling me uh he pissed in a uh at the last con- CrossFit competition in um Madison last year. He slept in a van during the competition. And uh, he, he, his team won the competition, but he pissed in a Gatorade bottle. And I would—I just think in general, Gatorade's probably the go-to for a lot of people. But a a detergent bottle seems more perfect, like the professional grade. Like Gatorade's, like, right. hey, you're just out camping or you're driving long distance, you don't want to stop. And like detergent bottles, like, yo, I I live this shit. I live in here. Yeah, like it's it the can hold like tea bottles. Yes, the Maserati, or I was going to say the Taj Mahal. It's just so big. Like how many, like it can hold a lot. Yeah, probably like two, three, three whole days worth of piss. Probably two. Would you ever stay in your van all day? Yeah. It was weird. Yeah, that is weird. What would you be doing in there? Writing, practicing, meditating? down, writing, reading, watching YouTube videos. I watched Tiger King during the pandemic in a forest in Florida. Right when the pandemic first hit, 
got all my mac and cheese and uh yeah there's a little kitchen in there so i can make food i can pee um i really don't have to leave the van um but yeah obviously it's good to walk around and get the blood flowing do you think you would ever fall in love with a girl and get in the van and just just hit the road that's the dream if we that i is? could find a girl yeah that's all i need is like a person to talk to and bounce ideas off of maybe you get a dog and then just go into the middle of the desert and just be <laughs> just exist. Um, dog, dogs are cool but they they're a little overrated they, they, the constant walking yeah they their work they're they're yeah dogs are, mm. <laughs> I, I, it's gonna it's gonna break my heart to say this. I just can't get behind a dog. I just can't. I mean, I have dogs now, but like I'm old and I got a house and kids and shit, and I love my dogs, right? Yeah. But I, not a free spirit like you. You no. It's just no. no. Yeah. Um. So this this um at, at 49, one of my biggest struggles is is still my parents, in terms of, of being authentic and being myself. You know, like I'm talking to you about pissing in a um in your van and I'm like, Oh fuck. Is my mom listening? Is, do you have any issues with that? Like when you're on stage, you're like, like, how did you break free? How did you break free? Or have you not broken free? And your parents are just cool as shit. I mean, I guess my parents are cool as shit too. Cause my mom listens to the show and she, she hardly bashes me, but how did you finally, you seem so young to have broken free from your parents already and be able to say the shit you say. Um, I guess I just don't think about it. I, uh, my parents, I haven't, um, I haven't been back in a while. Um, I, uh, I think I grew up on the internet, so I just, I, I think I lost my filter. Um, yeah, I mean, I just, uh, hope that they can understand that I'm like not a little boy anymore and like they, that, uh, that uh, this is how people, the, the things that, you know, it's like a new generation. Like we talk about things that they probably didn't talk too much about. Um, but yeah, I mean, my parents, um, I, d- I do a lot of like stuff that's not religious friendly. And uh, I'm kind of worried about that sometimes. But, you know, because of like, the man upstairs, the big guy upstairs, or because yeah. of where to find your parents? Oh, my parents. Yeah. Yeah. The, the big guy in the big house. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, my parents are pretty cool. They let me do whatever. They don't reprimand me or anything. They're pretty progressive for Asian parents. The bo- Both of them are Korean? Yeah. And um, they, they don't, you haven't ever gotten a call from your dad? Hey, man, you can't be saying that shit. Your cousins no. are listening. No, they don't even uh, let me know that they are listening. I don't even know if they are sometimes. I, like, there's I, There's so much random shit out there. I don't know what they would find if they started looking. Yeah. Isn't that weird? I don't, I don't know. I mean, I know my mom watches all my shit, but like my, I have no idea about my dad. I have zero. I mean, he, and my dad's here right now in my house. I have no fucking idea. <laughs> I don't know if he knows any of my shit. Yeah. He's, uh, he, he's not familiar with her, your oeuvre. Oeuvre. Your What's discography. Oh, shit. Uh, well, well, save me. Will. oeuvre, oeuvre. Oof. Uh, we have a we have a guest who's using wor- another word I don't know. Oof. French. I don't even know oh, what that is. Can't even spell that. A little smart as shit. Not as smart as the Korean guest. 
Um, I think it's like a French word. For a work of art? Yeah. My oeuvre. I found it. What you is it, take, You can take me off now. I'll put it up. Okay, thank you, Will. Sometimes you have to be nice to Will. You, you have to, it has to be a balance of beating on him and kindness to him. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I had a Will. Oh, man. It, dude. Hans. Will, Will was just a guy who watches the show, and then he just fucking was like, yo, I'll help you. And he's fucking taking us to the next level. Everything, websites, these graphics, like all all the cool shit. Uh, definition of oeuvre. Silent R. A substantial body of work constituting the life work of a writer, an artist, or a composer. Yeah, my dad doesn't know my oeuvre at all. <laughs> he doesn't know my oeuvre. He knows uh, you as the little diaper uh, child. and I wonder what he does know me as. I don't even know. I don't even know. I wonder. I'll ask. Oh, I don't know if I'm going to ask him that. Well, how how would I word that? Do you like, know who I am? I'm kind of too old to say that to my parents. I think I was supposed to say that to him when I was 18. Do you know who I am? Like, what is? What do you think that I do all day? And like, what makes you the most proud that I do? And what's like the most embarrassing thing that you think I do? Oh, that's good. That's good. I'm going to write that down. So, so, so you, so you don't have any hangups with your parents. You're not like, Hey, you're still trying to make your parents proud or you're not worried about them. What, 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 what you're saying? Yeah. I don't, uh, do you don't remember really how have... you got over that or it was never there? Or do you, was there a moment where you're all fuck it? I'm free. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I lived with my parents till I was 28, uh, doing comedy. So it's like, I was always in the, I, I, I mean, I didn't, I relied on them for a while. Um, but yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I mean, it's not like a big internal dialogue that I have is like my parents, which I think is unfortunate at times and fortunate and other times. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, that's not, uh, one of my concerns. I, uh, I, I can relate to it though. I would, uh, hate for my parents to see something embarrassing of me. Um, mm. but Yeah. Uh, Dylan Val, Tony made it a thing for weeks. So there is a guy named Tony who's the kill Tony guy. That's there's the guy. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. Tony made it a thing for weeks to have random girls. I bet you they weren't random, but I'll cut you some slack there, Mr. Dylan. You're a friend of the show. Um, girls and strippers come on stage and make out with Hans. Yeah, man. There, I so I saw some brawless girls and stuff coming up there. Yeah. And <laughs> and, and do they? Do they tell you ahead of time that this is the plan for you or you just have to be a go with it kind of guy? The first one was uh, unplanned. This, the rest of them were sort of planned. I knew about it. Um, it was like a running gag. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was a great time. I really enjoy the female sex. So it was great to be able to, um, you know, uh, physically enjoy them with my lips um it but was, there's people it was, watching isn't that part kind of weird um yeah i mean i i think sex can be very performative for some people um yeah you've gone straight like, to the performative you're like adv advanced <laughs> yeah i mean i wouldn't say i'm that good at it i do my best you know i don't know if i'm that good of a kisser but i so i mean that's a large part of it i think um, but I mean, I don't really want to get good at 
kissing or uh, like this idea of like, I don't know, I don't want to be like, you know, like, oh, I'm the best at sex because I think that's that means you're not that good at sex if you think that it's like a paradox. Um, but like, if you uh, think yeah, you're good at sex, it means you're not good at sex. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it means that you're not really thinking about your partner. You're just like, oh, look at me, like flexing in the mirror and stuff. Yeah, like uh, American Psycho. Um, wow! Christian wow! Bell. Yeah! 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 I, I did you ever did you see the did you read that book by any chance? No, I want to. I read the book before before the movie came out. It was nuts. I I, I, I don't think you need to. <laughs> yeah, is it, it was like a case study of mental psychosis. Whatever it is, the person who wrote it probably wrote themselves batshit crazy. It's fucked up. It's just weird. There's just pages and pages in there like about, about him shaving. And I'm just like, yo, I got shit to do. Like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> do you know anyone else who, in the comic space in anything that's been as relentless as you are? Yeah. Um, I don't believe you. <laughs> there's a lot of people that work hard, especially in New York. There's a large hustle culture. Um my friend Alvin Kwai, I know, works hard. Uh, he does a lot of mics as well. Um, Spell others, his name for me. Alvin and then K-U-A-I, like the Hawaii thing. Okay. Kwai. Um, other hard workers. I mean, I would say I'm like one of the hard Nobel workers. Prize winning sex symbol. I like his website. Very good. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he's a funny guy. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a large culture of people that work hard with comedy, which is sort of interesting because like people think that you lose personality if you just grind it out and, uh, you know, like you, you might do a lot of sets, but then that like you're losing something. But I, uh, I luckily I don't subscribe to that or don't have, I can develop my personality through, uh, writing or going up a lot. Um, so I mean, yeah. I, I interview a lot of athletes, and there's athletes like that too. There, there's this athlete um, that I had on the show recently, Sarah Sigmund's daughter, and she competition's important for her because she she that's where she feels like she really can can work on herself in competition. And a lot of athletes, I think the pre, the, the 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 popular belief, and, and and it's probably true, is that you shouldn't do a lot of competitions. You should be very balanced. You should be careful. Um, when, when the competition's going, people try their hardest. That's when they get hurt. That's when they get burnt out, et cetera, et cetera. But you're of this gil, guild, guild. you're of this thought, this belief, or you're of this practice that you, you don't feel like you're in a box when you're on stage. You don't, it's not a place where you feel trapped and you can't explore shit. You feel like you go out there to explore shit. Yeah, it could be a good thing. It can like help you and grow and you know, learn the tricks of the trade. And learn how to talk to people and learn like what you like to do in front of an audience. Um, and what is funny when you say stuff on stage and like how to interact in that scenario. Like if you're just talking one-on-one -on -one with people, that's a different social uh, interaction than uh, in front of a stage uh, with a bunch of people. So it's just like a different uh, social dynamic that uh i just thought i could overload uh you know like get a baptism by fire and learn how to do that by just doing it a lot 
because I've always been sort of analytical about social situations. I've it's never been natural all the time. Although at th- at times it feels natural. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's like I uh, I just think that uh, as long as you have good intentions and you're like, oh, this is just a game, uh, talking and comedy and uh, interacting with people, but also like doing it with good intentions and not being analytical or psychopathic about it. Um, I think is, uh, it, it helped me like, just be like, Oh, I'm just going to learn how to talk to people on stage. Sort of like a game for me. Um, and trying to use my, uh, emotional detachment as a, uh, benefit and not as like a psychopath that's going to use, society to get some uh hedonistic pleasures or power maybe that is what i'm sensing you use the term to hold on hold on uh uh, will what is this shit right here do we block these people what is this shit ver life and and vum nigo we just (laughs) block that shit just like fucking forever just block out those jack um what you said emotional detachment so you feel like even now as i communicate with you there's it's is that what i'm sensing an emotional detachment no i think that's like a bad i shouldn't have used that word it's like okay. um i guess like there's like more like uh more conscious more uh analytical intellectual um you know energy that i have um, but there's definitely emotions there and without the emotions, I think, um, I would be a little, you know, less, um, uh, engaged or, um, relatable or like, uh, good. Um, I think like I maybe have less emotional engagement. I favor more like ideas and logic over, um feelings and i don't know it sounds like everyone thinks everyone thinks they're logical and not as emotional but i think uh for me it might be true that's so interesting you say that um i I don't mean to uh make this heavy in an unnecessary way but you you're 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 you just nailed what's going on with uh society right now it could it could be it could be summed up exactly like that there's a there's a group of people who are more concerned about people's feelings than people's lives. Right. Like as long as they don't hurt your feelings, it's okay even though a bunch of people died. Yeah. Like an example would be if you're running towards a cliff and you're about to run off a cliff. And I said, you dumb fuck, stop. And you turned around and kept running goes, that wasn't nice. And you ran off the cliff and died instead of saying, wait a second, <laughs> this guy might have a point. And you stop. You didn't worry about your feelings. Right. I think emotions are a tool that you can use to get people to stop running off a cliff. Instead of like having the emotion be the goal, I think you should use the emotion to accomplish things. Yeah. Um, Do you know who Akira the Don is? No. Um, I had him on the show today. He's a musician. He's trapped in Mexico right now. He has a home in Texas. You know, spun at Bieber's parties. um, released his first rap album in 2014 he's done it all he's interviewed jordan peterson he's been on jordan peterson's podcast this guy's done it all he's 42 year old super dj right and his newest thing that he's doing now is he scores live intellectual speakers so someone like jordan speak jordan peterson would give a talk live and he would score it as a dj in the background (laughs) 
Nice. Yeah. Um. Can I? Can I? Can I just show you one thing he did real quick? I'll show you. Yeah. There's only 40, 40 seconds. Let me see if I, I think I um will. I think Will may have uploaded it. No. Darn it. I think maybe I did. I upload it earlier today. Where is that video? Let me see if I can find it. Ah, here it is. This is just forty four seconds. So this is the kind. He this this particular one. Let me see. How can one open? Ah, this particular one isn't live, but this is the kind of stuff he does. Are you familiar with who David, David, uh, I think that's his name, David Goggins? Yes. Okay. He's, so uh, I'm show- he used to be overweight and then through sheer force of will became skinny. Yes. Let's see if we can. First, ask the kid, who are you? At the core of your soul. And if he can't answer that question, our conversation's over. I can't say shit to him. If you don't know who you are, if you don't know who you are, I can't tell you who you are. Who are you? Who are you? If you don't know who you are, if you don't know who you are, I can't so he he takes the he takes these he takes these clips. Did you were you able to hear that? I don't know how well yeah, that played that across. Great. So he takes these clips and he's got Jordan Peterson ones that got millions of views and he and he and he puts like animation and graphics and and he, and and then he does full lectures where he's playing the music and shit behind people. It's fucking great. But basically, when I had him on this morning, and one of the things he was talking about is um, just uh, how weird life is that you manifest. Just the manifestation of things, and we got into the discussion of: is it you're manifesting things, or is it that you're telling your future to yourself? Are you your own personal Nostradamus? Do you want to put your neck pillow on? Uh, you can, if you want. Oh, okay, to. yeah, sure. Yeah, hook it, hook yourself up. Can you still hear me without those headphones? Yeah. Um. So. Um. Your your life is kind of the same way. Yeah. I don't want to I don't want to take away from all your fucking insane hard work and grind, but your life uh, w- w- when you think about your life and what you were thinking about and what you were doing what you're 24 and then what you're doing now is y- you were already kind of there. Yeah. Even Joe Rogan. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I you know, like there was something that I was that was in my head and then I just kept it in my head and then eventually it became reality because I was working at it. Uh, we, um, next time you're around Joe, you have to be like, Hey Joe, when I was 24, I, you know, I always thought about you and you inspired me. Uh, I was just wondering if when you were 24, you thought you'd have a, uh, Korean friend named Hans Kim, who you built a really cool relationship <laughs> <friendship> with. <laughs> like, 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 did he manifest you too? Yeah. Maybe I'm just a figment of Joe Rogan's imagination. Yes. Yes. Maybe you're his, are you, is he in your dream or are you in his dream? <laughs> uh, Will, you don't have my notes? Oh, you do have my notes. Shit. I'm late to the party. Damn. Um, let's see. Is this a, a Hans job, Kim? Like hands job? Hands job, Kim? That's yeah. like a joke. Hands job? Yeah, I get a lot of hand jobs. Um, you do? Yeah, from women. Really? Like there was a thing. Yeah, like I was getting a lot of hand jobs. And then I kept talking about it on the podcast and everyone's like, why don't you, why don't you get a blow job or sex? 
but it's like usually the the ladies were you know um a little uh reluctant at times yeah hand job seems like it's easier to procure than a blow job or sex um i i would often tell people i would use a hand job to explain to people that all that nothing in life is great and like nothing in life is great all the time and i would i would use this metaphor like hey dude even a hand job after two minutes is fucking lame like you know what i mean like yeah. the line like someone would be like hey let's go do this and we've already done it 20 times like, dude not even a hand job is fun for more than two minutes how long <laughs> is a hand job how long is a hand job uh, hopefully like five minutes maybe wow. seven holy shit maybe even holy two shit. do you ever feel bad for the person who's giving you a hand job like fuck <laughs> must be killing and like they switch hands yeah yeah I, that's kind of the appeal of it is like man look they're doing manual labor for me <laughs> serious <laughs> um yeah i mean if like like cooking like hey that lady's cooking for me this lady's giving me a hand job or this guy's cooking for me this guy's giving me a hand job it's like that it's like you like the thought of like someone like like it seems like devotional or loving or caring yeah, they're like doing something for me. Like it doesn't give them any pleasure besides maybe like seeing the pleasure on my face. So it's yeah. like complete, uh, you know, like, wow, they're really there for me. Wow, that's amazing. I never thought of like that. I always just feel bad. I'm like, God, this seems like a lot of work. This is like cardiovascular workout for them. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of grip strength. Um. How close are you to this? Uh, well, is is there is there an is there you you you're in this upward trajectory, right? Yeah. Like I'm gonna say something. I don't mean this in a mean way at all. But like when I click on you and I click on all the pictures of your friends in the last like year, your Instagram account has like forty thousand, and their uh -huh. Instagram accounts have like one to six thousand. Right. So I'm, I'm guessing yeah. if I had looked at your Instagram account six months ago, you'd have had 1000 and kind of like you've, you're like, you're in, you're a seedling in this pot with all these other talented seedlings and you're yeah. just fucking shot up. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it's like uh random, like wh whatever people decide to reward and stuff. But um, I mean, I've been doing it eight, nine years, so I don't feel too bad, but yeah, no, I mean, I would have been, I would have been right there alongside them if Tony hadn't plucked me out of the, 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 the you know, the, the noise or the, the crop. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, there's like the, the difference between me and someone who has 1000 followers isn't really that big. It's just, um, it's like you have to, uh, work really hard and like the guy that gets cut from the NFL is only slightly worse than the guy who makes it. So, um, like overall, like we're pretty much identical to an alien, except like now that I have the experience with Tony opening f for him and for Joe at big shows, like maybe that'll give me some sort of advantage. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's not as big of a difference as 40, 44 to one. Um, I think that there's a lot of very talented people out there and, you know, I go to a lot of shows and I see people that, uh, make me insecure all the time. So, I mean, hopefully I get better every day and hopefully I can make people feel insecure 
more than I feel insecure. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who is I going to ask you about? What do you think about Tosh? Oh, I love Daniel Tosh. He's yeah. one of my favorites. He's such a good joke writer. I, uh, I'm absolutely in love with him. I, I, I think I am him. I think like when I when I I just I I I I like his specials. I don't really have time for his shows, but I've watched all of his specials at least twice. Um, and and then I saw him live once in Palm Springs. Mm-hmm. And man, he's he's just. Uh, I'm glad you like him. What 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 do you like about him? Why do I like him? Why is he so good? What tell me? Let, let's give him a hand job right now. <laughs> Hans job. Um, Hans job. I think, yeah, let's give him a Hans job. I think he's very smart. Um, I think he's very articulate, and he explains the issues in a very real way. He's like observing reality. He's not creating a delusional world to live in. Um, I think he's. Um, you know, like aware of what is going on in his head and around him. And he just is very good at explaining things. And um, yeah, I mean, he's uncompromising. He's like, this is reality. And then I'm going to use this to be funny instead of being like, well, I think it'd be funny if this happened. No, he's like, this is, this is what's happening. And then let me make humor on top of reality instead of like creating a fantasy world from where he can, be funny from it's just like he's making fun of the world as it is um i uh and he's really funny and really got good jokes and uh you know he's he's like delivers it like these are the jokes here they are and i'm gonna say them flawlessly um and it's like ideas are like very like he's just like this is this is just the strength of the idea uh if you don't like it that means uh you don't like the idea or like that's an issue with you um but yeah i mean i think he's really strong in terms of like uh saying the right things and being able to describe uh the world that we live in and make humor out of the world that we all share sort of like a fantasy world um would you say would you there was a, a point in there where i was thinking would you say that's brave and sort of ma- instead of making a fantasy world to to make fun of to 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 work with the world at hand would you say that that's brave yeah i think a lot of people don't want to live in the real world and they resent having to be here and so if you drag them into the real world they're like oh why did you do that this is... and, and Chappelle's doing the same thing right he, he's he, yeah. it's real world uh-huh yeah He's like, he's honest with his appraisal of the world and his solutions. Um, uh, this is going to get maybe a little heavy. Uh, Will, can you bring up my Instagram for a second? I want to show Hans uh, something. I, I posted a picture of this boy who died from COVID. He's 16 years old. And CNN reports him as healthy. And there's there's a hundred of these posts out there right like there's a hundred at least a hundred in the last two years i've collected over 200 of these where they say so this is um this is word fuckery right it says healthy teenager who took precaution suddenly dies of covid19 now this is a child who's um should weigh 89 pounds and weighs 389 pounds it's almost four times their their body weight they're so obese that the ears are being um swallowed by the fat on the head (laughs) <laughs> On top of that, 
I would argue that what you're doing is this is the roots of what we call systemic racism. CNN is spreading it because they're tell, according to their logic, they're telling everyone who looks who like this boy, a 16 year old black boy, that this is the paragon of health. Yeah. 389 pounds at 16 years old. So there is a, a massive psychological warfare, theoretically, uh, I, like from, from the left's perspective, that this is you're telling black people at 16 years old this is healthy. And then on top of that, you're lying and saying COVID kills healthy people, which we know right. that it does not. So um, and, and then I and then I put and then we scroll to the next picture. And then I posted this picture so you could get a close-up because I wanted people to be able to see his eyes, his neck, and his ears. Okay, you can close this. The comments on it, people are saying, hey, that's not nice. Some right. of them. Most of them are like, Sevon, you're a fucking god. Um, <laughs> but but some people are, that's not you're, – you're, but I don't disagree with them. They're like, that's someone's kid. I don't disagree with you. It's not nice. It's not nice. But yeah. what's more important that it's not nice that I'm posting a picture of someone's kid who's obese who died? I know that's not nice is the fact that hopefully someone can learn from that. Do you know what I'm saying? And realize right. just because the like, CNN headline says healthy, that kid is, is that kid ha hasn't been healthy since the day he was born. Yeah. And it's not okay. White, black, or Korean to be 389 pounds at 16 years old, unless you want to die of some virus. Yeah. I mean, it's like the guy running off the cliff. You just want to be like, hey, this is not a healthy way to be. Yeah. Um, there's probably a reason he died, probably because he was fat. And yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, if we should have a healthier society that uh, isn't so susceptible to dying, like that's that's an important thing. It's like we should we should make sure everyone's healthy. And this is why this is the greatest show on the internet because there's a comment here that says a lot of pre-cum and then right after there's a comment that says it's so sad. <laughs> well, and then a sad reality. Let's go back to hand jobs. What what um what happens um do, do you when you get a little bit of the success from Kill Tony, do you feel um any um you feel any relief like you want to get off of your horse like you don't have to run as as fast like i always picture there's two kinds of kids i was the kind of kid where if the teach i was teacher's pet i felt this crazy pressure on me and then there were these other kids if they were teacher's pet they took advantage of it and like went down easy street like now yeah. that you're kind of in the inn, are you taking easy street or does it feel like even more pressure um i mean i haven't been doing as much comedy as i'd like to be doing i've just been doing shows I'm sort of setting a price for myself and making uh, myself exclusive so that there's more demand. Um, so Wait, is that why that you charge way... me a thousand dollars to come on the show? Is that what you mean? <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, I was, it's just more important that people know how much I got paid than me actually getting paid. Um, it's all perception and PR. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's, I still, have the same drive. I mean, my motivations weren't purely uh, just success driven or just like, oh, I just want people to approve of me and then I can quit. I just like, I think people should be doing things with their lives and not just trying to feel pleasure or comfort. So this is my chosen. I'm like a tool. Tools shouldn't be put in glass cases and just looked at. Tools should be used to make things. And I want to make things out of myself 
And I think this is like what people should do is like they should pick something to do and then do it instead of just like trying to be as comfortable and not work as much as possible. Um, so I, it's just it, it's not been a motivation to just like coast. I've uh, even though I have s- some success now, I, I want to keep going and keep being a better uh, creator of stuff. What a great mix of words, cock bending it is. Yeah, <laughs> um, uh, I, I've had I like the way you said that about being a tool and being used. I've had friends who've bought like really nice camera gear. And then they don't want to take it out because they don't want it to get damaged. And it's like, yo, 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 it's your tool. Just take care of it the best you can, but take that shit out and start hustling. Yeah. That's what it's made for. If you're not going to use it, then it's useless. Yeah. And those guys at Canon, man, they, they make great cameras. You can beat the shit out of them. But Apple does not make an iPhone. It's an amazing piece of equipment, but I'm really shocked, Hans, that yours doesn't have a case on it. what what is that is that you is is that some sort of alpha asserting your dominant shit well i have apple care so i get two new phones if i were to break it but yeah i mean i got a case on it now i accidentally cracked it Ah, okay um but yeah i cracked the back of it right here i don't know if you can see it i saw it on your video Oh, yeah. I'm just shocked. I, I mean, the Apple, the iPhone 13 is is a miraculous uh, piece of equipment. Mine is here somewhere. But um, if you, it, it, it is a shame to put it in a case. But man, this thing, this thing feels like it's it, it, it could break. Like if you sneezed on it. Yeah. Right. It's glass. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 metal and glass. It's like things that shouldn't even be mixed together. <laughs> yeah, because the metal can break the glass. Yeah, 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 metal can break. Um, Listerine strips? I just wanted to, that was, do you use Listerine strips? No, I just got one yesterday. I haven't used it yet. Yeah, they're kind of expensive, right? Yeah. It's like three eighty nine for like a little pack of them, but I would highly recommend them um, for uh, that makeout thing. So like you have them in your pocket. So when I used to do a lot of face-to-face interviewing in a previous lifetime, I would always have Listerine strips. Because, man, if you meet someone with bad breath, you just want to do get the fuck away from them, right? <laughs> yeah. Do, do you floss? No. I should, though. Yeah, especially I, uh... if you eat meat. Because a piece of meat will get in there, and it'll start rotting, and you won't know it. And uh, your breath will smell like <sighs> roadkill. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. I uh, usually wait until someone tells me I stink and then I start doing something about it. Does that happen? Not very often. It hasn't happened in a while. Well, that's good because that's a fucked up situation. I used to work with this guy. I was an executive over at CrossFit and there was this other executive and his breath was so bad and I'm not fucking exaggerating that it would smell up the whole room. So we would be in a boardroom with 10 people, a room that was 20 by 50. And some dude in there would have breath so bad that I could smell it when I walked in. And I would immediately just text all the other executives in the room like, yo, is that fucking Ben again? And everyone would be like, yeah, it's Ben. <laughs> ben doesn't watch my show. No one even knows. Okay. Uh, um, finally, what is this? I, I had one more question. Semi-funny. Listerine strip. Stop the Asian hate. You know Joe Rogan. You lived in your van for a year. You went to Georgia Tech. You had the same attorney as Ahmed Ar- Ahmad Arbery. That's always, or no, the guy who def- 
was defending the guy who killed George Ahmaud Michael. Arbery. Yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's a weird story. That's for your next trip on the show. We talked about your <laughs> neck. Uh, you've done a lot of... Damn, there was one more question on here. Kissing boobies. Double up. There's really nothing better than taking a girl's bra off in life. That's not one of my questions, but I just thought I'd share that with you. <laughs> um, uh, you've been too high at one of your performances. You've gotten so high that you're like, oh, fuck, how am I going to do this? And then gone on and did it. Yeah. Is that scary as shit? Like, is a part of you just want to run away in the other direction, like run out to the parking lot, jump in your van and drive away? That would scare the <laughs> shit out of me if that happened to me. Yeah. Sometimes it goes even better because I'm like in the zone and I all I can rely on are the jokes. So I'm fully in the moment, just, uh, you know, entranced and trying to do really well. Um, and when I'm sober, sometimes I'm like, oh, whatever, who cares? But when I'm high, it's like, oh, I'm really sensitive. I want them to like me. But I've been getting high so much that at this point, I can't really tell if I'm high or if I'm sober. I'm always sort of high. So, um, yeah, I mean, I've I've gotten good at going up when I'm high because I just do it so much because, like, I've bombed enough times to be like, okay, I can figure it out. And it's like, I'm going to be high sometimes. Like, I can't just not smoke all day. So, uh, I mean, I guess I could, but I don't. Uh, so I, uh, yeah, I just learned. I'm like, I'm going to be high something. I, this is one of the things I do. So let's learn how to do it. So I just learned how to do it after a while. Trial and error. Yeah. What, what, a um, what a crazy tool that is. Okay. I'm going to get so fucking high that I'm going to be terrified to go up there and it's going to be my best show. (laughs) Yeah, man. I'm gonna try um, should, I, should I have Alvin on? Alvin? Get Alvin? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure he'd do it. He's a pretty hard worker. We haven't talked in a while. I don't know if he still likes me, but yeah, I, I respect him. And he's another Asian comic. So I try to boost other Asian comics. Oh, he hasn't posted on Instagram since August uh, 2021. That's kind of weird. Interesting. He's on yeah. TikTok a lot. Oh, I don't do TikTok. Do you do TikTok? Yeah, I love. I, uh, it's just like another skin for my videos. It's like another border, another avenue for it. I don't oh, really yeah. look at he it. Says, it says one hundred fifty thousand on TikTok. Yeah, he reacts to a lot of videos. So he's on TikTok. Yeah, I don't do TikTok or Facebook. Just for yeah. no reason other than like Instagram is like more than enough. It's like how like how like it's like I have three kids. I can't have six. I mean, I guess I can. <laughs> yeah. It's like if you want to find someone, they're they're on out there. It's like there's no excuse. You just have to Google them and their most uh frequented social media pops up. So um it's just a different avenue. It's like I think it's good to have different companies, like one's Chinese and one's giant corporate oligopoly or whatever. So it's just different uh, evil uh, companies fighting for our, our videos or our attention. So I, I just like to diversify it in case one of them, one of them gets banned or canceled. 
Yeah, that's a good idea. Okay, so I checked his TikTok account. It says 17 hours ago. So he's he's still he's still up and running hard. He just is he's just left yeah. he's just left Instagram. I wonder how many people have done that left Instagram. Am I on the old guy platform now? Yeah, it's the new Facebook. I mean, they're owned by this. They're both owned by Facebook. So yeah, it wasn't there like one called MySpace before Facebook. And like, is yeah. that one still around? Is that still around, Will? I hope not. Oh, so no one even knows. No. Hans, I appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, you are um, a very unique. um, It's a a very unique dialogue with you. Discourse. Thank you. I hope I wasn't too monotone. Definitely not. I hope you had fun. You were guesting in my house. I hope you had fun, even though. We can see very clearly into your house. I feel like you were a guest in my house. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. This was awesome. I enjoyed talking with you. Yes. Oh, good. Right. <laughs> well, um, tell your parents I said hi. Um, uh, my mom knows who you are already because she watches all the shows live. And, um, okay. I'll, and, I'll, and I'll stay in touch. Do you sleep by your phone? Yeah. Can I text you 24 hours a day or do you sleep by your phone? Yeah, you can text me whenever. Okay, good. Me too. I, I'll put it. I put it on silent. Okay. Yeah, me too. Me too. All right. Uh, don't text Will. Uh, Will 